Hello, everybody. This is episode three of Nux Talk. This is Kylan Thomas back with you, and today we're going to be going over the two-game series against Calgary. Obviously not the result we wanted from this two-game set, but uh, we'll take a deeper dive into it and give you our thoughts. So, Kyle, looking at game one, what is your overall reaction from the game? Well, you know, I, I think to start with, and focusing on game one, uh, it has to be special teams. You know, Calgary goes 3-for-6 on the power play. I believe the Canucks go 0-for-5. And we lose 3 nothing. Um, you know, we're 0-for-15 on the power play. Uh, we haven't changed it since last year. And I think that's really what the series boiled down to. Um, and particularly the first game. Um, you know, 5-on-5, five five, I thought it was competitive. And just like the second game of the Edmonton series, special teams lost us the game. Um you know, we can complain about the refing, we can complain about all this uh, external factors here, but the reality of the situation is this. The Canucks haven't scored on the power play, and we're killing penalties at about 70%, and that's not a very good winning combination. I think you hit the nail on the head right there. The power play has been the biggest weakness so far. Uh, it's definitely losing us games. You watched that first game on Saturday night, and... Five on five, the teams were pretty much even. No one scored an even strength goal. And so, I, I don't know what's wrong with the power play. There's things I don't like about it, obviously. Uh, I think first unit's playing too much. I think they're not moving. Like you, I think John Garrett broke it down on last night's game best. You you see like him drawing on the on our power play. And, like, no one's moving. They're moving, like, two, three steps in each direction, and how easy is that to fend? defend? You play your box, you play your diamond, and you just stay still. Markstrom, yeah, he has to move left, right, and then when Quinn, like, they're doing all these back passes, but he doesn't have to change his angle. He knows what general direction he's moving to each time. Yeah, and that's a good point, and I think, really, the turning point, or, or the nail in the coffin uh, in that game was the 5-on-3. Uh, we watched that game together, and you know we said if we don't score on this five on three, we're probably not going to score the whole game. And guess what? Markstrom gets the shutout. And exactly, John Garrett, you know, and yourself hit the nail on the head there as well. Is there was no movement on that five on three, and you know shots get blocked when you don't have movement. You don't get good quality shots, and uh, you know it's hard to score when you're not getting the puck through on net. And uh, you know, granted, yeah, Markstrom made a couple nice saves. We had that kind of puck that came down on top of the crossbar and was on the netting. Whatever, you know. Um, things like that happen on both teams all the time. And, yeah, special teams uh, was the main factor in Game 1. I think I think definitely it was. And that 5-on-3 was definitely the turning point in that game. You, you just don't move and it makes it so easy to defend. Like, you watch the Flames power play, even. They're constantly moving. Goudreau is, yeah, he's playing that half-wall position, but he's moving up to the blue line. He's moving down to the goal line. Their D-man is walking the line. And we're just sitting there stationary. And then, going to your point of blocking shots, how easy is it for a guy like Chris Tanev, who's elite at blocking shots, to just sit in, like, two lanes and just go down on his knees and it, it just hits him? Yeah, I guess aside from, you know, getting more movement or switching it up on the power play, do you feel like there needs to be other changes made to the power play um, in terms of even managerial changes to Newell Brown, the special teams coach? Do you want to see 
different players on different power playing lines, or are you just wanting to see it kind of uh, get out of its slump naturally? I think there definitely needs to be changes. I would first start with a scheme change of the power play. I feel like working in the umbrella that we do with zero movement is not producing anything clearly. I would look to go goal line a bit more with JT. Um, like if you can have JT and Brock like on each side of the goal line, and Bo has had success last year especially shooting from that slot, high slot area mm. on passes out from the goal line. And then every time you do that, you draw your def- their defenders in closer to the net, and then that'll open up the areas for PD to shoot from the top of the circle, for Quinn to rip it from the point. I think that's a change we could make. But I also do think that there are personnel changes that could happen. I wouldn't mind seeing Nate Schmidt on the first unit instead of Quinn. I think Nate's been very good at getting his shot through. And you watch him work the Vegas power play, and it was a very productive power play there. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, kind of building off of that is... Is what players have you seen that need to do better? I think for me, at least, uh, Elias Pettersson. I mean, one point in four games. We're going to keep on harping on it. Our best players are going to have to be our best players. And uh, besides that first Edmonton game, uh, Brock and Petey really haven't done much. And they've had their chances, um, but they're not producing. And, and it's going to be hard for us to win, not only when our big guys aren't producing, but our special teams are completely getting outplayed. I think that's 100% accurate. PD and Brock, besides that first game, have not done much. You could say it's because they haven't had their full line together, and JT finally came back. And maybe you could say, you know, first game with JT. Like, there's excuses that you can use and go down the line, but the bottom line is that they just haven't done anything. Yeah, and and let's move, kind of, shift our gears to the second game here. Uh, Last night's bout. We lose 5-2. you know, we come out with intensity, with with a lot of vigor. Uh, we we get the one nothing goal. We outshoot Calgary sixteen to four in the first, and then in the second, everything goes to complete crap. We get outshot, I think twenty to two. Uh, we take six straight penalties. You know, Travis Green was asked what happened in that game last night, and he and he and he had a very simple answer for reporters. It was we took six straight penalties and we turned the puck over. And that's why we lost. Um, I didn't love the first goal that was scored against Demko. Um, but other than that goal, I didn't really think he really had a chance on any of the other ones. What happened, you know? Uh, this was this was the game that JT Miller came <coughs> back. You know, you're not going to drop three straight against all division opponents, yada, yada, yada. You come out so strong, and then in the second and third, it kind of unravels. How did you see the game going? I think that we came out uh, We came out flying in the first period. We played a very, very solid opening 20 minutes. It looked like JT's impact early on was going to be big. It looked like he came out, he had the puck a few shifts, he was possessing it. The first line looked pretty good. Mm. First line power play looked good on that first one too. We didn't score, but there was at least a little more movement. It, it was. And then you could see the burst that JT added in that opening 20. And then it just completely went to shit. We came out, played 20 minutes out of 60 and expected to win a hockey game. I was, to be honest, surprised it stayed one nothing for as long as it did. It was one nothing for quite a bit of that second period, too. And yeah. 
we were doing absolutely nothing in the second. And I think it was just a combination of a few things that lost us the game. I think it was poor special teams. I think it was a lack of effort. And I think there were some big defensive positioning miscues that ultimately lost us the game. Yeah, and even adding on to that, I think also just dumb penalties. You take six straight penalties, I don't care who you're playing or what type of game you're playing, if it's in the playoffs or the preseason. If you take six straight penalties, you're not going to have momentum, and you're going to get outshot badly. And out, uh, and, and you're going to be in your defensive zone the entire period. So, you know, yeah, Pedersen had a penalty 180 feet away from his own crease. That was unfortunate. Got fined for it. Tyler Myers, you know, punches Kachuk in the face uh, after the whistle, which, again, I'd love to see. But in terms of a team thing, probably not the best. Uh, you know, to even to add on to that, yeah. Like, we, we've, we've discussed this a couple times, how we want to see kind of playoff refereeing. We want to see that intensity match, the, the referee calling, I guess. Tyler Myers gets whacked, hooked, slashed, no call, comes back, punches the guy in the face, gets the call. Is that just Kachuk being a pest, or is that Myers, you know, I think that's going to get called 100 out of 100 times. You punch a guy in the face after the whistle. But how how do you see that playing out, and how how do you want the Canucks to kind of shift through this weird time where it is very high-intensity hockey, but the calling doesn't seem to be there yet? I do agree that I want to see more playoff-style officiating, but I think it is important to note that that's not the officiating we're seeing right now, and we are seeing regular season officiating, and I think the players need to be better at adapting to the officials. I mean... Myers punch in the face is so obvious like we everyone called it from their seats at home you would have gotten the same result of annoying Kachuk by like putting him into a headlock like they always do at scrum in front of the net but when you make it so obvious like that you're kind of putting the ref in a tough position if he doesn't call that he looks like an idiot and it's the same with PD slash Brock Besser's penalty shoots the puck over the glass with like five seconds left like just put the puck off the wall it just seemed like after the first period, it was just a lack of execution. The execution just went out the window, and then the effort went out the window, and they started taking stupid penalties. Yeah, and and again, the nail in the coffin was was the goal with one second left in the, th- in the second period. I mean, you can't make this up. Another one-second goal right before the period ends is such a backbreaker. You go into the third 2-1 or 3-1. It completely changes the dynamic of the game, and it takes any momentum or hopes of you coming back. Really, it, it, it kind of crushes them. Yeah, the when you go when you let in a goal right before period ends, your momentum is just completely gone. And I mean, not saying we had any momentum in that second period because we got completely dominated, but it definitely doesn't help. Like it definitely made it worse. And I just think that there were way too many penalties. And then just turnovers in the neutral zone and turnovers at their blue line where we're getting caught. Like they're getting catching us on rushes because we just can't get the puck deep. Exactly. You got to get the puck deep. It's the little things. And I've noticed this. Our account of a stretch, I think, like two minutes before the first ended to about, I don't know, three minutes before the second ended. So about a period there where I don't think we made a single neutral zone tape to tape pass. No, we the, would try and pass it, and we we couldn't handle it, or it would go awry or something. It was ridiculous. 
The simple things. The passing looked horrendous last night. It was passing into people's skates. It was passing behind people, passing in front of people. I, I, I honestly don't know what to say about that. I, I noticed that too. And I don't know if it's a lack of coaching. Like it's the players just seemed, because after the first period, quite frankly, they seemed tuned out. Like look, they panned across the bench and they looked just uninterested to me. And I don't know if it was because of frustration, but normally frustration, you at least go out there and you, you hit someone, you know, you get the pucks deep and you go hit someone. You don't just float around there and keep taking stupid penalties. Yeah. And, and I guess, where is your panic level right now? I guess out of 10. Where are you in terms of panic level? Are you super worried? Are you starting to, to panic a little bit? Or is this just early season blues? How, what is your overall sense right now? Yeah, I definitely think this is a little bit of panic because the season is only 56 games. We're four games in. There's 52 left. I just don't see an improvement really in the effort from these last few. First game was fine. Second game in Edmonton wasn't the worst. McDavid played great. But I don't see a huge improvement in effort, which is kind of you listen to their interviews and they're saying, you know, we got to play better. We got to do this. We can't take stupid penalties. We can't turn the puck over. That's been like the story for the last two games. And then you come see the game and you're still doing the exact same thing. And so I do think that right now we're underachieving. Or maybe that is just the reality of this roster. I'd say my panic of level out of 10 is probably probably a 6, 7, maybe. Wow. All right. I mean, it gets to a point where, like you said, like the first goal you would have liked Demko to have. But you also get to a point where, yeah, that's one goal so far in the season where we like our goalies to have. It's not like our goalies are playing terrible, yet we're still letting in like five goals a game. Yeah, definitely a big part of that is is taking over five penalties a game. You're playing Edmonton and Calgary, and now you're going to be playing Montreal. These are all good teams with good power plays. We have Toronto and also Winnipeg in the division. These are all good teams with efficient power plays. If your power play isn't rolling, and your penalty kill isn't rolling, and you're giving up a lot of power plays, it's just a bad combination for everyone. Uh, so, you know, Quite frankly, my panic level right now is probably a two and a half. And I'll tell you why. Elias Pettersson is not going to go 56 games without a goal. There's only one way up, one way Pettersson can go, and that's up. JT Miller has played one game this year. He has to get his legs underneath him. I think that whole auto line will get going. Um, again, 56 games. I don't think we go over in 56 games on the power play. You would hope that we get a couple goals in here soon. Um... You know, my panic level is low right now simply because it's only four games into the season. Really big test coming up against Montreal. Really big test. That's a good team, and they're playing good hockey. They just whacked Edmonton in Edmonton twice. So talk to me after the Montreal series in terms of panic level. I'm not going to be panicking quite yet. Uh, I do understand that things are pretty concerning right now. And let's stick with the effort. Pedersen has always been a two-way guy, smart, always really, really intense. I don't know. For some reason, I thought maybe his intensity hasn't been this that great this year. And is that just because, do you think, he's maybe getting matched up in harder roles? We have played on the road twice. Um, 
you know, lack of power play production definitely hurts PD and Brock and Hughes and guys like that. How do you see specifically PD and I guess extended out of there's a lot of line as a whole right now? Yeah, I don't think PD's played well to start the year. He has one point. He looks I don't want to say he looks a step slower, but there just something doesn't look right there. He looks like he's not able to control the play the way he used to be. And again, it's another year film on him, but like but we know Besser isn't a speed guy. So we need PD to be able to carry the puck in. You know, he makes a lot of of his moves down low. And I think a big thing is we're not getting that, like, sustained zone time. I don't think that first line has actually been in the other team's zone yet this season and hemmed them in for a full shift where they're super tired and we get a line change in. Like, that hasn't happened so far. Our first line has not had that zone time. And, yeah, JT hurts and having him back is great. But... A PD needs to get going here sooner rather than later. I mean, you can't you can't just play like this and expect to win games. Yeah, and I think even to add on to that point, I just have felt like we've been slow, like everyone's been slow. When you watch the games, it just seems like we're a half step behind. Like any 50-50 battle, we're losing, you know? And it's just, I guess, maybe how we're feeling and we're kind of internalizing that and putting it out into what we're seeing, but... I don't know, like, it just seems like, uh, yeah, we're kind of just playing with devil's money right now, and uh, we we need to turn it around. I think it has to start with special teams. You get some power play goals, you get a couple games where we kill off all the penalties, and even to add on to that, limiting penalties. You can't average over five penalties a game against these teams. And they're you, stupid you, penalties. You just can't. Even if they average 20% against you, that's still one a game. That's unacceptable. Yeah, I think we have been slow this season to start. And a part of that goes to me, and I look at coaching, and I wonder, you know, to me last night it looked like Travis Green lost his team after that first period. And I know the first game against Calgary, we didn't play bad 5-on-5, like it finished the game even, but we do look slow, and we do look a little bit like when the third period comes around, we're not conditioned as well as these other teams. And Edmonton has McDavid, and he's super quick. But, like, you look at guys, I noticed Dylan Dubé skating around us last night. And, like, that's not that's not great. You don't want your top line getting skated around. Like, you don't want Hoglander, who's supposed to be, like, a speeder, speedy, small guy. You don't want these guys getting skated around. Like, when we enter the zone, we come in with not much speed. It seems like most teams' D-men kind of just stand us up so far. Yeah, and, and again, I don't know about Travis losing the bench. It, it is hard taking six straight penalties. That is going to kill any momentum that you had. And yeah, I don't know. It just seems like... Uh... like for, To me, it seems like watching some of the games when the Canucks struggle and then when the Canucks are playing well, like we really this team is structured that we ride those top guys. And then when we are not... When those top guys are not producing... I look at coaching and I say, okay, can you figure out a way to motivate them? Can you figure out a way to motivate your bottom six and create something that looks a bit different? Maybe the effort's a bit more. Maybe you implemented a little bit of a different strategy. Like you changed something. But the first game to the second game against Calgary, 
there was no structural change, really, no strategy change. I, I don't, I, ha- I know it's early, but I haven't seen any like, okay, the first line isn't producing tonight, what are we going to do? And that's what I want to see for Travis, because I want him to grow as a coach as well. And right, so this is a new year for him where I expect more. Yeah, and then again, we are only four games in, and you know, this team, you could say is a playoff battle-tested team. You know, do they rise to the occasion and do they battle their way out of this little hole that they've dug themselves? Or do you see a team kind of fold? And Again, we're only four, four games in here. A lot of games, as you said, 52 left. But, uh, yeah, every series now is going to get more and more important. And we got a big one against Montreal, I guess. What do you see from Montreal? Um, I haven't watched Montreal play at all yet this year. I've seen some of their scores, and like you mentioned, they've kicked the crap out of Edmonton. Um yeah, I, to be quite frank, am not very confident going into the series. Carey Price is Carey Price, I've been saying this for years. Like, It doesn't matter what night you end up playing Carey Price, he could absolutely shut you up every single night. There's always that opportunity. We do get them at a, on a back-to-back, so uh, we'd probably see Jake Allen in one of those games. But if this is going to be a three-game series, and, you know, Montreal has looked good. Their defense is good. Weber's back there. They've got some nice pieces on forward, like Suzuki. And from what I've seen from our team, I feel like speed will be an issue going into this series again. Yeah, Montreal, you know, I, I read some reports and have watched the NHL Network. People, people, some say that Montreal has the best defensive core in the entire league. That's very high praise. Uh, they definitely have an elite goaltender and tending duo, and they also have very elite defensemen. Young forwards with speed. They're playing good hockey. They're a deep team as well. Um, so a very big test for Vancouver. Uh, I'm curious to see how home ice changes the complexion of the game. Uh, we obviously play four on the road here to start, and obviously the home team can now get favorable matchups against our stars, which could limit some of their chances. I'm curious to see how Travis Green implements uh, last change to maybe uh, give us an advantage instead of Montreal or Calgary or Edmonton. Uh, that's going to be a big thing to watch for me. And, and can Petey and the Lotto line and the Bo Horvat line get back on track? Um, another guy who I think we should mention, and we've talked a little bit about this show, is Adam Gaudet. Adam Gaudet, in the second game against Calgary in the first period, probably had four chances to score. Didn't bury any of them, unfortunately. Uh, I believe he had a partial break and hit Markstrom's nub of his stick, which... Yeah. You hate to see it, but uh, I've liked Gaudet, and I think Gaudet, again, is one of those guys who can drive play, is a, is a depth guy who can add some scoring. I still think he needs more minutes. I agree. I think, especially in the first period last night, Gaudet was flying around. He had those four chances. He got unlucky when Markstrom got a piece of that puck. He looked great to me. The thing with Gaudet is he is a young player. And so the thing that bothers me, the one drawback, is that you do get turnovers from Gaudet. I think there's still a bit too many turnovers. But, I mean, you'll you'll take them right now um, with the offensive chances that he's been getting. But that's one area he needs to clean up. But I thought that third line actually played pretty well last night, to be honest. They did, yeah. The Jake got that goal. He got his first goal of the season. Bit of a lucky bounce, yep. but I mean... He got in the zone, got the puck on net. I'm not going to complain about that. Um, Yeah, I guess going a little bit back into the second game, some individual performances. As Mm. a team, 
it wasn't the greatest game, but we both thought that Tyler Myers had probably his best game of the year last night. Yeah, and, you know, Tyler Myers gets a lot of hate, and quite frankly, it's most likely because of his contract. I think if the guy's making four and a half, three million, I think we're saying Myers is really good. He's just kind of under that microscope like Louis is in a lot of cases. Myers had a great game last game. Um, I've always noticed it, and I think we've both noticed it. When Myers was moving his feet, he's being physical, he's into the game. He's a, he's a very solid top four defenseman. Uh, obviously gets kind of a lucky shorthanded goal, uh, although really nice play. Gets the poke, starts skating, uh, Roussel skates with him and, you know, centers it in, gets a lucky bounce off his stick and in the net. Myers has played well and, you know, I think our defense as a whole has played well. I thought Quinn Hughes again has been shaky a little bit. You've mentioned this before as well and could that be due to him playing over 24 minutes a game? Certainly could be a factor. Um, Travis Hamnick had a really bad turnover, which led to their fourth goal, which was unfortunate. I thought Edler and Nate Schmidt have been solid. And uh, Yol Levy, again, I thought played pretty well last night. It's, it's hard to single out individual guys right now, um, simply because I think the answer is really easy, how to get better. you, you got to score on the power play, and you got to kill penalties. Yeah. And... Five on five, I don't think anyone would tell tell you that we've been dominated. Yeah, we got dominated in the second period, but again, we were shorthanded like three or four times that period. So, yeah, I don't want to necessarily start panicking and, and, and saying the season's done and, and we're bad. Um, way too early for that, but there are things we're going to need to change, and I think it has to start with special teams. Yeah, I think you, you're, you're fairly right on that one. I will say, though, that... Um, I think it was Farhan Lalji reported or pointed out that for the first 15 minutes of that second period, we actually didn't take a penalty. It was just in the last five minutes that we took most of our penalties. We had the early one that carried over from the first period when Brock shot that puck out of bounds. But yeah, five on five, I'd say that was our only bad period in the last few games. Um, And then it is hard to pinpoint certain things because just the losses and the whole team has kind of equally played not too great to start the year. But I do think that there are like little things that we need to change. Like as far as the power play, I don't know why the first unit is playing like a minute 30, a minute 40 of each power play. If their production is nothing like to me that I don't get that. Like if you're getting like, I don't know, what are we? Oh, for 15, Oh, for 15. Like, if you're not scoring at all, why not just get the second unit out and split it like a minute a minute? A minute 15-45. Because by the time the second unit gets out there even, it's like uh, the puck's usually in our end because Calgary, for example, has cleared it. They get up the ice and then there's like 10 seconds left in a power play. You don't do anything. And I feel like that's wasting guys. Like, you're wasting Jake's shot opportunities there. You're wasting Schmidt's ability to get the puck through. You're wasting Pearson's ability to screen the goalie. Got it. Godet's ability and like for me that's a big issue and I don't like that's not the player's fault because like they can't produce if they're not given the opportunity like you keep giving guys an opportunity and they get zero goals yeah another problem with the power play is you know territorially I think our power play has actually been okay we like to pass the puck around and cycle it around uh, but what that does is not only does it not create really shot opportunities but it also wastes a lot of time yeah so Calgary will clear it with 30 seconds left, 
our guys will be tired. Yeah, they get the puck with 20 seconds left. And, you know, you want to say, Travis, put the second line out there. But you're not going to put the second line out there when you have possession in the offensive zone with your first line out. So I think it has to be, we need to get more shots on the power play. We need more movement. And, yeah, quicker shifts. Yeah. I also don't, I I thought there was an interesting coaching change uh, when we pulled the goalie with four minutes and, like, 40 seconds left. Um, And so basically from five minutes to the end of the game, like, I completely agree you need to score. You want your best players on the ice. But I think Sportsnet put a shift tracker on the bottom. yeah. To have those guys out for like three minutes, 30 seconds, exactly. four minutes in a row, yeah. I don't know how, from a coach looking at that, you can say, yeah, this guy's been out for three minutes, but he gives us a better opportunity to score than someone that's been on the bench for the last five minutes. Yeah, again, like I wonder, is that just the play developing in a way in which they're just not going for changes? Or you know, does Travis Green need to take a bit more control? I think that's a valid argument, and... If what's happening right now continues, I think that is a real, real argument to have. Situational hockey is situational hockey. Things are going to happen, not in the way we want it to. It's a fast game, obviously. But yeah, it is curious to see the minute breakdowns here. And against a deep team like Montreal, upcoming, we're going to need to spread the wealth. And Montreal has four good lines that they can roll. They have three good defense pairings and they have two good goalies there's not going to be an easy game there and uh yeah it's time for our power play to get going but it's it's really a time just to play good hockey tape to tape passes get the puck in smart changes don't turn it over at the blue line get it deep you know um yeah it's frustrating i don't think we've had many opportunities around the net not many second chance opportunities you know we get pucks through. It just seems like they get through, rebound, and defense clears it. There's a lot of things that we can harp on right now, and it's easy to because we're not winning. Um, so, yeah. I think there's a lot of puck watching going on on both ends. There's a lot of puck watching in our own end, and then, like you just pointed out, a lot in the offensive end. Like The pucks get on net. There's rebounds sitting there, and it seems like everyone's kind of just, just coasting, standing. Like, no one's getting those rebounds right now and that's a big issue and i think what you brought up is just the simple things exactly we need to pass the puck better not take penalties get the pucks in deep don't turn it over and then see where we're at like if we're still bad when we're doing the little things right then okay fine maybe our expectations were just a bit high but if we clean up those things and yeah you start seeing more goals yeah the power play starts scoring like then that's the hockey that we expected this team to be playing and so it is a bit fair to be, uh, it is a bit harsh to be like criticizing every little thing right now because like just the bare roots of our game is kind of in shambles. And as soon as we get that figured out, I think we'll definitely get a better idea of where the team is really at. And Montreal will be a big test. I think an interesting thing also is uh, the physicality. I, I noticed that against Calgary, who is generally a physical team. They have Kachuk, they have Lucic, although Lucic can't skate. But they have some of these bigger bodies in their lineup, and it was interesting to notice that in neither of the games that we played Calgary, either team, like, no team had 20 hits. Whereas when we played Edmonton in Game 2, like, the hits were 30 to 20. It seemed that Calgary didn't even need to hit us. Like, Kachuk, we saw, like, the one penalty the Myers took, and he took a couple runs, but... Like, that wasn't even, like, playoff Kachuk. He wasn't even 
needing to throw the body around. And I think it's also interesting from like Vancouver's perspective in the sense that, you know, I've said it, I think you've said it, we want to get pucks in deep, play 200 feet from our own net. But we also, looking at the roster, we don't have the physical ability to just dump the puck in behind you and just go hit you into the boards. Like, in reality, that's not what we're trying to do. And yeah, our third line, Roussel, maybe the fourth line, Beagle, they can go in and win some puck battles, but we're not going to just dump it and try to wear you down as the game goes on. But I do think, I think that's where the veterans can teach the first and second line a little bit is like, you know what, carrying it in every time isn't going to work. You don't have to dump it in and go kill someone, but just little chips off the wall. Just get the puck in the zone so we're not turning it over in the neutral zone as much. Yeah, and I guess, do you think necessarily, I don't really think we were a physical team last year per se, and we didn't really wear teams out. So in that case, I don't think much has changed from our, like, we, the guys we lost last year were Levo, Tanev, and Markstrom. None of those guys were necessarily big physical guys. Yeah. I think this is an issue, though, that I've kind of wanted, I've wanted Jim Benning to address it in last year, like, going into last year, going into this year. I think you need, still in today's hockey, when it is getting faster, you need a couple of those bigger guys that can skate and that can play physical when needed to. That's the thing. I think in today's game, it's when needed to. It's not every game. Because that's just not the reality of today's hockey. You're not going in and hitting people every single game. But when you need to, I think it can help in the sense of swinging momentum, especially. Like if you can slow the game down and try to grind out some shifts, you can kind of bring the momentum. And especially a game like last night's when we're taking penalties and stuff, you could try to swing it in that way. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And, and guys like JT Miller, again, will only get better. And he's a big physical presence for us, big leadership guy. He does everything for us, really. Um, I guess some positives from the Calgary series, there are not a whole lot of them. One of them I saw was our face-offs, again, were very good. I think we were almost 60%. I know we were 60% for the first game. That's something that we can kind of rely on. And winning offensive zone draws, defensive zone draws, those are big for us. And allow us to control the play a bit more. In terms of what else you've seen, have you seen any other positives? Or is there just a lot to work on? Well, I think there has been definitely some positives. I think the goaltenders have... I mean, the stats will not tell you that they have played well. But when you look at their play 5-on-5, five five, I think the goalies have been... They've been completely fine. Yeah. Hopey's Dem- looked pretty sharp. Yeah. Demko's one goal. Yeah, Demko Goudreau. also had a couple pretty... Uh, Turnovers. sketchy plays with his stick in which he almost got caught out a couple times. And I think that's just chemistry and getting back into the swing of things. I mean, you have to remember, Demko's only played two games with a limited training camp and no preseason. So while all the teams are in the same boat and it shouldn't be an excuse and it is an excuse, our team might still be kind of jogging together yeah. and building that chemistry. I think getting to game speed with no preseason hurts the goalies the most out of anyone on the team. I mean, it's just a night and day from practice and being in games as a goalie. And that puck handling is huge because it's a lot of it is timing. And so when the timing's off there, he's just, you see like his vision, you know what he kind of wants to do, but it's just he's second guessing himself a bit right now. And I don't think that's something to overreact with, but no, it was definitely a good point. There could have easily been a couple of those that went in the back of the net last night. Yeah. I will say also that I mean, 5-on-5 five five defensively, Hamannick's had a few turnovers, but I think I think Edler and Schmidt have played 
fairly well together in the first four games. I haven't really had any problems with that pairing, and I think that's interesting because last year and through the previous years with injuries and stuff, like we'd see guys like Stetcher come into the top four and guys like Myers come into the top four but play it, you know, not where we wanted Myers to play. But now it seems like we have a solidified second pair that in times can play like first pair minutes, which we previewed at the beginning of the season. So I've, I think that they've played pretty well. Yeah, I think a, a really big positive takeaway is our 5-on-5 five and, five and, five and five game here. Uh, and and the cool thing is we, I don't think Canucks have played their best hockey at all. No. Uh, which is good because that means there's room to grow, obviously. Uh, yeah, I think our 5-on-5 five on five, five on five game has been good. And uh, again, this is a hope and kind of a, a prediction here. The lotto line needs to be better, and I think they are going to be better. Um I think there's too much talent there for them not to at least improve slightly. Yeah, and it's not like they're completely getting shut out. You know, they're having at least shots on net, and the power play at least is getting shots on net, and I think that's where it's going to stem from. Last year, we were a decent 5-on-5 team, but we had the fourth best power play in the league. I don't necessarily think our 5-on-5 game has dropped off, if at all. Maybe even has improved a little bit. We'll we'll keep on repeating it. Story of story of the season is special teams, and uh, when that gets figured out, I think we'll have a clearer picture on how this team is actually going to fare. Yeah, I think that's actually a very good point that people forget is we did have the fourth best power play in the league last year, and when you look at the way the roster is built and the way it's coached and just the talent, that is the style of hockey that you're going to see. If the power play is rolling, you're winning games. If the power play is not then you're losing games. But we also have very good penalty killers. And I same way that we hope the power play gets going, I mean, numbers won't... Like, you can't beat the numbers in saying, we're not going to keep up the ridiculous penalty pace we're on right now. Something has to change where, naturally, our penalties that we're taking will start to decrease. And so that'll take, hopefully, a lot of pressure and minutes off those PK guys. And, you know, it is early again. And, you know... Exactly what you said. Talk to us again after this Montreal series. I know I'm panicking more than you are right now, but this is a three-game set, basically one more week of the season, and it's going to be a huge test of, okay, where really do we see this team finishing in the Canadian division? Yeah, just as you said, big test, and it's a really good opportunity as well for the Canucks to get some wins under the belt. You have a six-game homestand, uh, three against Montreal, and then after that, three against Ottawa. Most people would have Ottawa probably the worst in the division, so that has to be at least two wins there, at least. If we can get two wins against Montreal and two wins against Ottawa, we'll be 500 at the end of the homestand. And that'll be kind of a neutralizing factor. And again, we're we're thinking a little bit longer term here. But yeah, I'm not going to press the panic button until this Montreal series is done. Um, We'll see. It's going to be very competitive, some good hockey. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that the the Montreal series and the Ottawa series, against Ottawa, I want to see wins. Even in Montreal, if we drop two of the three, obviously that's not ideal. But I think right now, because we are early, I just want to see some improvement in the play. That's the bigger thing. Like, if we don't win the game, fine. But if we only take two penalties, if we get three power plays, we score once, we play the same we've been playing five on five, say we lose that game, I'm fine with that because we're seeing improvement. And it is 56 games, yeah, you need to win a bit quicker here. But again, you start 1-5, you start 1-6, you can still make a run. It's not like anyone's out of it. I completely agree. 
So that's going to do it for us today on episode three. Just our thoughts on the Calgary series and a little bit of a look forward. We hope the Canucks can uh, figure out some of these things and hopefully get some wins in Montreal. Thanks for listening. Bet.